All right, guys, welcome to uh, have a chat with Matt. Today we've got Mike Milner. He's a superstar from um, America. He's a nutrition coach. He's, uh, he does it all. He's a speaker. He's got a book coming out, soon to be author. Mikey, how are you, man? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for having me, mate. Thanks for your time, bro. Now, Mikey, how did you get started with the nutrition? Tell, a bit of, tell the people what you do with yourself and, um, yeah, a bit of background, man. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, currently a nutrition coach. I own a company called Peak Optimization Performance. And, you know, really it's deeper than nutrition. We work a lot on mindset. We work on, you know, helping people understand the connection between their psychology, who they are as a person, their personality traits, and how that relates to their fitness and nutrition and uh, really kind of filtering every through the lens, everything through the lens of uh, finding a plan that's sustainable for you as an individual. Uh, through my own experience, I realized that there was a disconnect between the information that's out there and how to apply it and make it enjoyable and sustainable. Uh, you know, I grew up an athlete. I played sports, you know, when I was younger and uh, went, went to college, went to university and then, uh, you know, picked up some bad habits along the way just from uh, drinking a lot and, and eating, you know, whatever I could get my hands on. And um, I could get away with it then because I was so active and I was just nonstop playing sports all the time. So it didn't really catch up to me until after I graduated and uh, woke up and, you know, was didn't even recognize myself. It felt like it happened overnight that I gained a ton of weight and was just uh, really insecure. And I felt like I had really um, lost my identity because, you know, like I said, I, I played sports and that was kind of the thing that where I made most of my friends and what got me into like different circles and groups of people. And now, you know, being a, you know, when I was a super overweight individual, like where do I have that connection piece? And that led me down the path of, of doing things all wrong and had to learn the hard way. Uh, you know, my first kind of introduction into fitness was like do as much cardio as possible and restrict calories as much as possible. And, you know, trying to achieve a certain, uh, you know, number on the scale and just kept chasing that number and I would get there and then I would rebound and then I would get there again and then I would rebound again. And I just had to rinse and repeat that cycle over and over again and uh, yeah. develop some, you know, disordered eating beha uh, behaviors, body dysmorphia, had a poor relationship with my body, with um, just my overall outlook on, uh, on nutrition and training as a whole. Um, eventually, I found strength training which was kind of like my first um, kind of groundbreaking moment where I stopped chasing the cardio. I stopped being like the cardio bunny and was like, all right, I want to get stronger. I started to notice, you know, the progression of lifting a certain weight one week and then going up in weights the next week and how good that felt. Yeah. And I fell in love with that process and, uh, you know, had to learn nutrition the hard way as well. So, you know, even though I put the, the strength training piece together, I was still making all the same mistakes on the nutrition side of things. So was yeah. still trying to restrict calories as much as possible. And, um, and then I just took a step back and I was like, you know, I've been doing this the same, I've been doing basically a different version of the same shit over and over again. It's not getting me the result that I want. Let yeah. me think about this differently and, and just poured myself into the education side. Um, and that's really where I started to, uh, you know, realize that, there's, there's a lot of misinformation out there and there's all these different philosophies and all these different, you know, nutrition camps and people believe in one way versus, versus the other. Um, and what I came to realize is that we're all individuals. Everybody's different. So rather than trying to place somebody into a preset way of doing things when it comes to nutrition, um, we should really be looking at the, 
the psychology of the person, um, you know, what's meaningful in your life, what habits do you have, you know, what life experiences do you want? And let's piece all of that together and work in alignment with who you are as a person and kind of layer the nutrition on top of that. So it becomes a part of your lifestyle as cliche as it is to say. And that was, you know, a long journey over about, you know, almost 10 years where it, it took me a while to figure it out. But uh, here I am. And then, you know, when it kind of changed my life, so I, I realized like I have to pay this forward. And that's kind of how, uh, you know, everything came to be with, with my company and what we do. Awesome, man. Uh, now, I just want to take everyone back now. I remember you saying back in the day when you started with boot camps. So you kind of got in and, and you know all about six-week challenges. I know early on I used to run six-week challenges and when I was very early on when I just thought you'd come in and flog people. But um, obviously I've learned a lot since then. But I um, may just take it back because I know a lot of people, if they see a six-week challenge and they kind of had that mindset that you had when you first started, man. So just tell me how you, how you thought then compared to how you thought now with um, nutrition and strength training. So yeah, so uh, when you first started that six week challenge. Yeah, so the the gym that I was going to where I first was introduced to strength training, you know, they did a, a six week challenge. I think it was a, a new year, new you challenge was the name of it. And it was like, you know, January, uh, you're going to create this new person. And I was all in because I remember when I was overweight, my thought process was literally how can I get this weight off as fast as humanly possible? I didn't think about how can I do it in a way that's sustainable or how can I do this intelligently? It was literally just how can I make this go away? Um, because I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. I didn't like, uh, there was a lot of insecurities and a lot of stuff that I was using, you know, what I thought was going to be the key to happiness, which was achieving a certain body composition. So I wanted to get there um, and unfortunately, when I did get there, it, it still was not what I thought it would be. And, and I would just move the target back further. So I would hit a certain goal weight. And I'd be like, well, that wasn't it. So it must be a different goal weight. And I would keep pushing the goalpost back. And, um, and I had to go through that process, you know. I was just going to um, say just quickly, sorry to interrupt you, Mike. Man, I put a post up, I think it was yesterday, just about that, man. Like when I was first chasing abs, you think it's going to give you all these recognition and all that then you get there and you're like man is this it yeah exactly person man that's why like yeah i love seeing all the posts about calorie deficits but it's so much more than that man you know what i mean like yeah 100 percent. dive into habits and behaviors and what people really want because i know 99 percent of people once they're in a calorie deficit it's not what they want man you know what i mean yeah and and there's a there's a quality of life part of it because when i was at my lightest I remember looking at myself in the mirror and, and just picking myself apart and not being happy with my body. And, and to get there, I had to basically cut off all social events. I wouldn't go out with my friends. I remember I would just like fake being sick because I was only allowed to eat certain foods on this challenge. Um, you know, bringing it back to that six week challenge. It was like, I had this list of foods that I was allowed to eat and my friends wanted to go out and, and grab a drink and, you know, have a meal and I, I'm like how am I going to stay on my nutrition plan so I'd be like oh sorry fellas I'm not feeling good today I'm going to have to stay in and I would have to literally fake being sick just to avoid hanging out with people that are important to me and you know when you talk about health like that is not health regardless yeah. of what my you know um, and so it's so much more than like you said it's so much more than just calorie deficit a certain number um, I had to learn that the hard way but it was you know that six-week challenge what I noticed was not only for myself you know, I did the challenge, I lost a lot of weight, 
I rebounded afterwards because I didn't learn any sustainable habits through the process. But what I noticed was it was one thing for it to happen to me. But when I saw everybody else in that challenge go through the same thing, that was what really stuck out to me because the same, you know, the group of people that went through that challenge with me, they all gained weight back and they all were like, well, I need to sign up for another challenge. And I was like, wait a minute, if the thing that you did that put you in this position is the thing you think you need to get back, it, it just, it didn't sit right with me. It didn't make sense. And we often do that. We think, well, it must've been my fault. It wasn't the diet's fault. It was my fault that I wasn't successful. But in reality, that program is setting you up to fail because it's a quick fix. It's not teaching you anything sustainable. It doesn't factor in, you know, anything about you as an individual. It doesn't consider, you know, what's going to be most enjoyable for you to allow you to be social and have, you know, have a life and still go out with your friends and enjoy yourself while making progress in a sustainable way. It's just uh, let's rip the bandaid off, but that doesn't work long-term. And then I saw these people who are like, well, I need to sign up for the next challenge. And I'm like, let me take a step back and think about this. Um, why, you know, that was really where I started thinking about the, the psychology of it. And, and why do we gravitate towards this instant gratification and, and how can we start to create some awareness over, you know, what we truly desire and, and do it in a way that allows for sustainable behavior change. So, you know, like I said, it took me a while to get there, but it was a, you know, it's been a, a long journey and, and a huge contrast from how I used to think to how I approach things now. Yeah, man. I truly believe like you need to go through the mud of life to get to the high ground. Like if you didn't go through that, man, you would never have learned it. Because people, I know I'm the same, man. People would tell me, tell me. It's like when you're younger, man, your mom's telling you, don't hang around with that group. And you're like, whatever, mom. But then like 10 years later, you're like, if only I listened, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, man. You kind of got to go through it. And, and I can't, even when I speak to my clients down, I'm like, look, you're eating a thousand calories, you're training. 25 times a week, we need to dial back training and eat a bit more. You know what I mean? Kind of, I know, I, I, I used to get frustrated, but I kind of know how, where, where they're at. Like, who's this guy telling me, you know, I've got to train more. So, um, yeah, man. Sometimes you have to go through it. Like yeah. you said, sometimes you just have to experience it. And, you know, that's why, you know, if somebody wants to experiment with a diet or they think that, you know, this, you know, diet that's a popular diet right now it's a fad diet whatever it may be you know carnivore keto whatever and they're like you know i really want to do this because my neighbor lost you know a bunch of weight doing this diet and, and my family member had success whatever you know i'll try to give them the information in a neutral way but if somebody wants to try it then try it for yourself because ultimately you know, if you have this emotional attachment to something and you really feel strongly that that's going to be the solution, sometimes you need to get to where you want to go um, and go down that path to realize that it wasn't what you thought it would be. Um, and then, you know, pivot into the right direction. So sometimes the experience is, is what you need to realize that it wasn't, you know, and we, we try to pr present as much education and information to allow people to make the best choice. But there's just some times where you got to go through it. Definitely, man. It's kind of like you tell them, look, there's a pond over there. It's full of piranhas. Don't go there. So they'll go there once and they won't get bitten. They'll go there a second time. Then the third time they go there, they get bitten. So, and they start to trust you. So that's what I've um, kind of thought. Because we're kind of undoing, we're kind of going against everyone else. Man, like, I know if I kept running six-week challenges, I could have had three gyms by now. Easily, man. Like, it was ridiculous, the people that are coming in. But when... When I was getting the transformations and then people putting the weight back on, I was like, man, I can't keep doing this. I wish, mate, I wish I could. It would be great, but I just can't, man, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, that's operating with integrity right there and, and you know, doing it the right way when you get people results in a way that's lasting and that's what's going to win in the end because those are the transformations that that really mean something and anybody can can put up a before and after pick. But what I like to know is the story and I like to know what happened after the after pick. So I like to hear about, you know, the process and and the mindset transformation because that always tells me when somebody posts a before and after pick and all I hear about is you know, what their calories and macros were and nothing else, then, you know, there's a good chance that that's not going to last. But if yeah. I hear about the, the mindset transformation, um, how, you know, it took them a long time to get there, the, the process that they invested in the process and the daily actions and, you know, finding more enjoyment through the process and all of these things that we need from a, from a mindset standpoint, then that's the powerful transformation stories that are worth sharing. And that's what, you know, ultimately is going to, you know, allow you to be successful. Cause I know you, you approach things in that matter and, and in a way that uh, it's meaningful and it's lasting and it's not just a, a transient change and just trying to post something just to get, you know, people's attention, but it's, it's yeah. really about impacting lives. Definitely man. hundred percent. Now, now diving in a bit further. Um, so, so once you started with the strength training, got into the nutrition a bit, how did that come about and, and uh, yeah, just start going into your neuro type training that you, um, that you coach? Yeah, so the nutrition, like I said, I was, you know, when I, I found the strength training and that was great, but I was still doing things all wrong from a nutrition standpoint and um, still had some, you know, some disordered eating behaviors. I, I became super obsessed with clean eating. There was like anything that wasn't quote unquote clean, I would stay away from. And, um, you know, really, yeah, it was just like so obsessive. And, um, and so that was when, you know, I realized that for most of the people, I would see these people at my gym and showing up all the time and training hard and, you know, putting in the work, but never making any progress because they kept doing these challenges, six week challenge, and then they'd rebound and another one and they'd rebound. And I was like, you know what, this really is the missing piece for most people is the nutrition. So yeah. that, you know, my personality type is when I like get invested in something, I go all in and I need to learn like everything that I possibly can. So that was what I did on the nutrition side. I, I think I took like five certification courses in the span of a couple of years. It was like, you know, precision nutrition, NCI, ISSN, NASM, like anything that I could get my hands on. I was studying and, uh, you know, actually at the time I started mentoring with uh, Christian Thibodeau. Uh, who's a writer for T Nation, and and uh, you know he started talking to me about uh, neurotype training, which essentially was training based on your personality type. And I was the type of person where I always needed variety. I had like what I call training ADD, where I would like do something, I'd be really into it, and I'd be like, all right, that's boring. I want to do something else now. And I always thought like something was wrong with me, you know. You know, I was like, why why can't I stick with a program? Um, yeah. Even these programs that people were seemingly having great success with, but I just couldn't stick with it for more than like three, four weeks. Um, so I would do something like I'd get into powerlifting and then I'd be bored with that. Then I'd get into CrossFit and I'd get bored with that. And it was like, um, and then Christian as one of my first mentors, he was like, there's nothing wrong with you. This is just your personality type. And um, he started to explain to me some of the science behind it. Um, and, and it just clicked and it kind of brought together two passions of mine, which was the fitness and nutrition side of things with psychology. And it was like the, the perfect blend where um, I could really start to assess an individual on, you know, first seeing it for myself, but then being able to, to read about how 
you know, our personality traits give us insight into our brain chemistry and, and how, you know, neurotransmitter balance in our brains can impact the type of training that we'll gravitate towards and um, the type of nutrition that's going to optimize how we feel on a daily basis. And all of a sudden it just kind of clicked. It was like light bulb went off as far as why can certain people stick with certain plans and then they, you know, other people will fail miserably with that same approach. So like there are certain types of people who can do really well with carb cycling and there's other types of people who can't. There are certain people who do really well with macros and other people who don't. Um, and it just made sense once you start to kind of peel back the, the onion and realize, you know, what's going on from a neurological standpoint. Um, it, it really all comes down to our personality type and, and the way that our brain is wired. And if we can, if we can assess that, then it becomes, you know, a tool to create compliance and consistency. And that's always how I use it as a way to allow somebody to just enjoy the process more um, and just be naturally more consistent. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you connect with them on that level and you kind of say, oh, you're this personality type, you kind of got them. You know what I mean? And they'll start to trust you and you can kind of work with someone from there. But if you're kind of playing a guessing game and just going off formulas, it's, um, yeah, man, it's a tough game. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, you know, coaches typically pick up on this intuitively. Like you as a trainer, you know that you don't coach every single person the same way, uh, right? No. You know, you have person that, you have certain types of people that need more like cheerleader type coaching. Then yeah. you have certain types of people who need more tough love yeah. and you have certain types of people who need more handholding and you yeah. know, more, more technical support. There's some people who like, they want to know, form is like everything for them um so you have different personality types and good coaches pick on that pick up on that intuitively um but there's actually a way that we can break that down and understand that you know from um looking at different personality profiles so an example would be you know somebody who's dopamine dominant and and dopamine is a neurotransmitter that's like that pleasure response the reward uh, center of our brain so you know for a dopamine dominant individual they're highly motivated by reward by goal setting so they would be they're like risk takers natural leaders they're more outgoing more extroverted the reason is that you know they get highly motivated by getting that reward response that dopamine spike so for them it's worth it to like jump off you know jump out of an airplane and it's worth it for them to get that reward response or that dopamine spike. Uh, and that's why for dopamine dominant individuals, when it comes to nutrition and training, they, they crave a style that's going to potentiate their dopamine system. And so what that would look like is high intensity training. So when we're, when we're lifting weights with, you know, trying to hit a, a one rep max, that's going to be more of a dopamine producing exercise versus something that's very slow and methodical like bodybuilding which would kill the motivation for a dopamine dominant individual because they want that reward response they want that high intensity uh, when it comes to nutrition they need to be more aggressive in their approach because again they're very goal oriented so if i tell a dopamine dominant individual that you know it's going to take you six months to reach your goal and it's going to be very slow and methodical then they're going to, you know, they're going to leave. They're not going to stay with me. So what we have to do is we have to cater to that personality type. And we're going to have to say, we're going to set this short-term goal that's more aggressive on the front end so that we can give them what they need on the back end and still make it more sustainable long-term for them. Um, and then if we look at on the flip side of that, um, there's five different personality profiles. Two of them are dopamine dominant, but then on the opposite extreme, you have people who are serotonin dominant, which serotonin 
is a neurotransmitter that's responsible for like our sense of well-being and contentment and security. So people who have low serotonin have higher anxiety. And if somebody has higher anxiety, they want certainty, they want structure, they want organization, they want a plan, they want repetition. So again, when it comes to training, those are the people who are like technical masters. They want to they want to master every single movement and lift so they feel like they own it because for them, anything that's new and unfamiliar is going to drive up their anxiety even higher. Yeah. Um, and so when it comes to nutrition, they're the people that are like plan followers. Like they want to know 12 weeks in advance exactly what we're doing step by step, all the information possible. Um, and then, you know, kind of in between those two types, so you have the dopamine dominant individuals on one end of the spectrum, you have the serotonin dominant on the other end of the spectrum. Um, my neurotype is a type 2A, which is adrenaline dominant. And we're the ones that crave variety. We're like, chameleons we can blend into any situation um, you know because we're potentiated by adrenaline so when we're at rest we have low levels of adrenaline adrenaline is just part of our stress response it, it gives us you know more confidence um, better blood flow it gets us prepared to handle any stress that's about to come so you'll see like you know more energetic so for me like if you ever see me and I'm just kind of like lounging not really you know interacting with anybody I'll be very quiet I'll be introverted, just kind of stick to myself. The minute that adrenaline spikes, then I'm like this alpha version of myself. Like if I'm presenting or if I'm, you know, Man, I'm doing, saying present, bro. You bring something. Yeah, it, it's just like it, it flips a switch and, and, and it's, you know, Jason's actually the same way. So, you know, we all of a sudden turn on when that adrenaline spike happens. Um, and we create, we crave that variety because novelty will actually increase adrenaline. So we seek that adrenaline spike. So anything new, that's why if I start to get familiar with something, I get bored of it because it no longer triggers that adrenaline response. And then you have a type 2B who is glutamate dominant and glutamate is a neurotransmitter that's our emotional amplifier. So when you have glutamate in higher levels, your emotions are, are amplified, whether it be like if you're happy, you're, you're really happy. And if you're sad, you're really sad. Um, and so those are the people that are very connected to, um, you know, their mind muscle connection. They want to feel their muscles working. Um, they're actually more prone to, to binge eating and emotional eating because they make a lot of their decisions based off emotion and, and instinct and feel. Um, and so the, when I talked about the dopamine dominant individuals, you have a type 1A, type 1B, they're both dopamine dominant. Type three is on the other end of the spectrum. They're the serotonin dominant. And then, you know, I just went over the type 2A, 2B. 2B. So that kind of gives you the basic overview of when we're looking at personality types. Man, I love that stuff. I'm actually reading a book by Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, man. He's talking a lot about the neurotransmitters and man, I'm fascinated with that. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Like a lot of people talk about hormones and we know the importance of hormones. Um, they all are kind of synergistic. It's like this big symphony that's going on in our bodies and, and neurotransmitters and hormones, um, you know, play off of each other. They, they're basically the same. It's like chemical messengers, um, except that neurotransmitters are, you know, coming from the brain. Um, although a lot of people know serotonin, most of it is produced in the gut. So there's always connections between, uh, you know, digestion and appetite regulation with neurotransmitters they literally play a role in every single bodily function you can't do anything or any movement muscle contraction emotion how we feel motivation all of that comes back to neurotransmitter balance and so um, having insight into personality types gives us that information about your neurotransmitter balance and that allows us to make decisions about how to 
you know, create something that's just going to allow for, for more consistency and enjoyment through the process. Yeah, man, I think it's, it's such an advantage knowing, knowing that too with coaching because it's so much more. Like if you look at any successful person, I wasn't a huge fan of Kobe because I'm not a big uh, basketball fan, but um, Nate, ever since he passed away, I was um, listening to his mindset and, you know, that mamba mentality and it's just crazy. Like any, any successful person, it comes down to how they think man like it's so important like they it's not just like it's not it's not by chance you know what i mean like michael jordan it's like i listen to a lot of jim rowan too he talks about your thinking your attitude and man it's so much deeper than you know the outside um yeah i mean you can talk about the yeah yeah we could talk about the physical stuff all day if you don't have the mindset piece in order it's never gonna last i have yet to see a physical transformation that lasts a long time without the mindset piece layered in there. It has to, you know, you have to start with the mindset. In my opinion, you have to start with the mindset in order for the physical results to actually stick. Um, oftentimes we, we take the opposite approach where we're like, well, I'm going to, once I get to this physical result, then my mindset will, will come along as a result, but that's never the case. Um, so you always have to start with, with the mindset first and then allow the physical to fall into place. Definitely, man. And, um, and what's the most common trait that you see with clients? Mike? So over the time you've been nutrition coaching, what's the, what's the most common problem? So a client will come to you, blah, 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 Mike, this and that, like what's a common. Yeah. The most common, you know, struggle and I'll stick with the mindset theme. Um, it's typically just lack of patience. You know, it's typically just, um, not being able to detach from the result and the outcome and being able to focus on the, the process to get there. So it's, you know, let's focus on the, the daily stuff that actually matters. Um, what I see most of the time is this heavy reliance on the outcome. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I could do all everything right, drink my water, get my steps in, hit my strength training, eat well, you know, get my veggies in, protein, everything's in check. And then I step on the scale the next day and it's up. Well, now I'm a failure because I'm so attached to the outcome and I'm not focused on the process. If we can shift that focus to all you have control, you only have control over your daily actions and habits. And, you know, if you focus on those things that will eventually get you to the outcome and we put, you know, our emphasis on those things that matter, regardless of what the scale says the next day, regardless of anything else, you had a successful day. And, and if we can invest more of our time in that, um, that's pretty much the most common thing that I see is that lack of patience. It's that focus so much on the external, on the outcome and not investing more of our time and focus in the process to get there. Man, I put a post in my private group the other day, actually saying, uh, focus on actions, not outcome. Cause you can't, yeah. mate, there's so much shit that happens outside my gym. I'm like, all right, all you can focus on is a half an hour. What you do in here with your food, you can control what comes in. You know, like you can't control the call that's going to come in at work or if someone passes away or someone cuts you off in traffic. But that's what 99% of people focus on. And, man, I even have to catch myself as well. You know, you're driving, someone cuts you off and it pisses you off, puts you in a bad mood. But, man, it's like what are a few things? I even tell them five things a day. I do this thing called the power list from Andy Priscilla. What are five things I can control in my day? You know, I've got a few business things there, a few personal things, family things. And uh, man, it's simple. And sometimes it's as simple as reading 10 pages. You know, I tell my clients, pre-log your meals. If you do that, that's a win. 
you know, drink one liter of water. That's a win. Because I think a lot of clients, man, they get obsessed with the numbers. And if they're like in the red a bit, like I'm talking 20 calories over, man, they kind of get obsessive. So it's kind of pulling them back and saying, look, take a step back. You've won today. You've got one win. That's a win. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And, and you know, making that list on the things you can control is, is a powerful way to approach it. Um, and the other thing that we often lose sight of is that when something happens to us and there's an emotional response, like somebody cutting you off in traffic, you know, you couldn't control that, that happening, but you can control your reaction to it and your response to it. But sometimes it's just a matter of creating a pause between what actually happened and your response to it, because you can, it's okay to be angry. It's just an emotion. It's just a feeling, but that anger doesn't have to trigger a behavior. And we always think, you know, there's like this triangle. It's like, thoughts lead to emotions lead to actions or behaviors and then it can creates this cycle that goes round and rounds so we have the thought we have the emotion we have the response and and this cycle happens and we can break that cycle anywhere in that process and and create you know and just kind of sit back and observe okay this happened the feeling that i feel right now is anger now i have to choose consciously how i'm going to proceed with that um which doesn't have to be honking and screaming and cursing yeah. um when you go through that process, you know, and I talk a lot that, you know, about this a lot when it comes to like emotional eating or binge eating, uh, a lot of people, you know, have the, the common response of like something stressful happens in their life and they seek comfort in food. And, and so that's something that they can control when everything else in their life is chaotic. And it's like, I'm just going to consume and over consume um, to, to feel like I'm in control of something. It's typically just filling a void. But if we interrupt that pattern and we disrupt that immediate response to the emotion and just become an observer of, yeah, this, this thought happened and this emotion happened as a result of that thought, but now I'm going to create this pause between that thought and that emotion and my response to it. Um, now all of a sudden it puts them in a more present state, in a more mindful state, and then they can make a better choice or a conscious choice moving forward. And sometimes that conscious choice might be to overconsume and binge eat. It might still happen, but at least you were able to create some separation in the response and, and assess. And then you can look back and say, why did I choose that? And we can get to the root of it um, and start to break that pattern. And um, it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be smooth sailing, but you know, that, you know, that process of going through and creating a disconnect between that cycle where it's not just an automatic behavior where you acted out of anger or aggression because of, you know, you had this knee jerk reaction to something emotional. Um, you know, it's kind of like what we're seeing right now with, with like the coronavirus of people who are acting irrationally because of an emotional response to something because of fear. And they, you know, go out and buy like 10 years supply of toilet paper. Oh man. Sense, but you know, that's how, if we can just create some space between, you know, observing the, the situation and then thinking logically about it and then reacting, um, we would just make better decisions moving forward. It's so true, man. And, and I think that's one thing people need to understand too. Like when, when there is a reaction, if you don't learn how to catch yourself, you're like, if you get in an argument with someone and, and some people, man, like they come in, they just want like, like at the end of the day, some people just love an argument. If you react to that, man, they're controlling you. They want that. And I think it's the same with food, same with your workout, same with anything in life in general, man. And if you can kind of interrupt that pattern, jump in between and start really changing your thoughts, man, because there's not, you don't need to be this certain way that you think, you know, like we're all in this box. We think we've got to be that way, man. And it's just telling people no, you know, like some people say, oh, I can't, I'm not 
I'm not fit, you know, I'm fat. I'm like, no, man. You know, like, that's a story you're telling yourself. You're in this box. Sometimes it takes someone else to get you out of that box. And that's why, and that's what Jason does for me, man. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm going well, but end of the day, I'm in a box and it takes someone a bit further on, a bit further down the path to um, kind of get you outside that box, man. Yeah. And like you said, taking those stories that you're telling yourself and then reframing them and, and assessing, you know, where's the truth in this story? What are the facts of this story? And how can I reframe this story to better serve me? And I yes. think that's, you know, like you said, it's, it's not allowing those certain things, either it's an argument with somebody or food or anything to, to have power over you. A lot of people give power to the scale. A lot of people give power to certain foods. I can't control myself around that food. You can, um, but you're telling this story to yourself because probably you had a past experience where you overconsumed and you, and you know, whatever you, you binge ate a certain food. So now you tell yourself this story that you can't control yourself around that food. There's ways to reframe that. And there's ways to, you know, not allow that food to have power over you or not allow the scale to have power over you. It's just a matter of assessing what's the fact of this situation. And then how can I reframe that into a positive? Man, taking a step back, you know, take a step back, man, and, and reassess. Um, exactly. Now, Mike, just getting into the future, mate. Now you've got a book coming out. I want you to touch base there, man. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited. Uh, this is. Uh, it's been. It's been a long time coming. It's. Uh, it's been a passion project of mine. I've always wanted to publish a book, and I've done some eBooks before, but I wanted to, uh, you know, put everything that my whole philosophy combined with the, the psychology, with personality profiling, um, and just covering everything that I've learned over the years into like my kind of manual. So it's called the personality diet. And I was, I was intentional about using the word diet because I think it has a negative connotation, yeah. which is one of those things where it's like talking about giving things power that don't deserve power, like giving the word diet power. We don't need to have this, um, this negative connotation around the word. And the reason that it, has that I understand it because most of the time people associate diet with restriction and what you can't do. But the reality is that diet literally just means the foods and drinks that we consume. That's it. Like there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with the word. It's just, you know, your diet can be anything. It can be, you know, eating junk food and, and drinking soda. It doesn't matter. Like your diet can be anything. So um, I chose the personality diet because it talks about, you know, if we look at it from that lens, it's literally the diet that fits your personality. And yeah. what that factors in is, you know, who you are as a person, your lifestyle, your mindset, your goals, what you like to do in your life, your experience, all the things that make you unique as a human being. Those are all the things that we should be factoring in when it comes to nutrition and, and lifestyle. And it's beyond nutrition. It's really about, you know, how to create new behaviors, how to create new habits, um, understanding, you know, how mindset and psychology enters into this. And it's trying to give people just an over an overview, almost like a step-by-step -step process of coming up with a plan that's sustainable for them, that feels right within their lifestyle and how to, you know, not fall for the quick fixes and the fad diets and um, the six week challenges and all these other things that, you know, they're going to be bombarded with constantly. But if you understand why those things don't work and you understand how to find what does work, that's the ultimate goal with this book. So um, it's going to be coming out very soon. Uh, I actually just got the, the final copy sent back to me that I have to sign off on and, and then we're, uh, we're going to hit the ground running. Awesome, bro. Exciting times ahead, huh? Yeah, yeah, I can't wait.
Awesome, man. Um, and, and what's the plans for the future, man? So, so you got your own nutrition, you got a good team in, um, and, and just tell my, tell my listeners whereabouts you're from in America and, and what you got going on back there. Yeah. So I'm, I'm located on the East coast of the States, um, Philadelphia. Uh, so right outside of Philadelphia, but, um, yeah, so, you know, we've got our, our nutrition coaching company, but like I said, we, we focus a lot more on that. It's more of like a whole person approach, um, dealing a lot with mindset and creating habits and sustainable behavior change. And, um, what's in the future for me is a lot more on the education side. Um, that's where my passion is. I love to, I love to teach. I love to, you know, present. So definitely more speaking gigs. I've got, you know, seminars that I'm doing locally. Um, hoping to step on some. Honestly, that's a gift, man. Like you get up there, you light up the room, man. And it was absolute fire, man. When you got up there in San Diego, I appreciate it. Yeah, I love it. I love doing it. So um, definitely more of that. I'm going to be creating uh, more courses. Um, I love to to write educational materials. So um, I prefer to deliver in person, but I realize that, you know, in order to reach as many people as I hope to reach, um, it just makes sense to do some of the virtual, you know, teaching and that sort of that sort of thing. So um, more courses, I'm going to be um, eventually creating a program for other coaches to be able to learn, you know, my systems and how to understand the personality profiling and apply it to their you know, clients, which will help with client retention and client results and, and creating you know, more consistency. Um, and then also having something from the client side uh, where they can understand, you know, kind of like what I'm doing with the book, where they can understand the process for figuring out their own nutrition and lifestyle protocol. So definitely um, moving heavy into the education side of things in the future. And I love that, bro. Exciting times ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just wrapping it up, Mike, where can we find you, man? Where can everyone find you? Yeah, so the best place to connect with me personally is on Instagram. Um, it's at coach underscore Mike underscore Milner. Uh, always respond to any DMs, any questions. Um, you know, I know that I'm long-winded and, and I talk a lot and go in like different tangents and stuff. But if anybody has any questions, I'm always happy to answer. And uh, my website is... Uh, they can't shut me up here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the, the website is uh, neurotypetraining.com. Um, so that will help you understand, you know, kind of a little bit more in depth. I know I scratched the surface on the different personality profiles, but if you go to the site, um, you'll get some, some free resources on there about understanding, you know, what profile you might be and what that means for, you know, training, nutrition, lifestyle, um, all of that stuff. So, um, those are the best places to connect and, uh, yeah. Mike, awesome, bro. Thanks for your time, man. Appreciate it, bro. And it's always a pleasure, man. Yeah, up. thank you. I appreciate Looks you having me on. Step it up now, man, after spending that week with you in San Diego. Yeah, definitely. I, I love everything that you've got going on. So it's it's awesome to see see you continue to grow and, and uh it's cool to to be able to just be a part of the group and, and see what everybody's doing. Yeah, thanks, bro. Appreciate that, Mike. I right, take care, Mikey. Thanks for your time, man. All right, sounds good. We'll talk soon. See you, man. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate all the feedback I get. Every um, share I get, every rating and review on Apple iTunes helps me get the message out there. We're really uh, going to get some special guests coming on. David Meltzer, who's very big. He's been on Gary Vee's podcast. If you don't follow him, jump on it, guys. He's been with the big guys like Ed Milet. He's um, worth quite a few million, so he's definitely got a few wis- a, bit, a bit of wisdom. Um 
So, yeah, guys, hang around with us the next couple of weeks. We've got Jeremy Scott Fitness coming on. He's a fitness model. He owns a gym in Arizona, uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. So looking forward to that chat next week. Um, Phil Daru, who's um, trains all the UFC fighters. He's a great strength coach. He's um, just a great bloke. That's coming on next week, guys. So, yeah, looking forward to getting more guests on. We're going to have Jason Phillips, our very own Jason. He's coming on the next couple of weeks. Josh Cuthbert, which is a strength coach. He trains um, Jay Kittle, which is um, one of the top NFL players in the league, if not the best. So, yeah, man, we're going to bring it to you. If you can do me a favor, guys, and tell one friend about my podcast, tag me on Instagram. Honestly, I appreciate any reviews, any shares I get. Just do me a favor. This is free, guys. If you can do your part, tell a friend. I really appreciate it. And, guys, if you want my free 12-page ebook. It's in the show notes on my homepage. Click it, download it. It won't cost you anything, but it's going to cost you some work. And I truly believe that calories and understanding your macros and how much you should be consuming is the basis, but it is much more beyond that. It is way beyond that, but this is going to give you a starting point. It's going to create awareness of where you should be at. Guys, thank you again. Have a great day.